Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. By the way, we've been uh, discussing this periodically here this afternoon that the liberals uh, are going to have a cutoff point at 5 o'clock this afternoon to see who wants to Compete for leader at the convention March 7th in Mississauga. you got to put down a hundred grand enter. And uh, as I say, 5 p.m. by 5 p.m. this afternoon. So if you see any of their potential candidates out scrambling there, you know, with a Sally Ann-like bucket or something like that, looking to raise some scratch, that's, that is what that is all about. However, uh, on the serious note, uh, you know, this is a party that was sent to the penalty box, and uh, it looks like, I mean, they're destined to wander in the wilderness for a while unless they think they can turn things around because Doug Ford may be uh, unpalatable to enough Ontarians that, uh, surprise, surprise, like the Phoenix, they would rise from the ashes. Let's find out how uh, plausible that may or may not be. Joining us on the line right now is Shane McKenzie. He's a consultant with Onsite Canada. Shane, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good to be with you. How are you? I'm fine. Uh it's you I'm concerned about in your party here provincially. Any concern? I mean, uh, how do you feel about it? Is this something that uh, you can see as just an incremental step, a first step, getting people into the leadership race? Or do you think these aspirants might actually have a shot at toppling Ford in 2022? Well, it's a very interesting time. Uh, the party, while it did, as you say, take it lo- take its lumps in the last election, it has an opportunity to travel around this province. It feels it reminds me a lot of the federal situation when the Liberals took their lumps in 2011. Uh, everyone said they were going to be out in the wilderness for quite a long time, but people like a comeback story, and it sort of has a, a choose-your-own-adventure feel to the party for those engaged with it, uh, shaping a long-time institution party uh, in this province. And you know, you never know what they could be uh, for, and you don't know who the next person could be. But out of these uh, five aspirants, and in fact, uh, I think there's still a sixth uh, waiting to get their paperwork in. Uh, and so with all of these candidates, uh, they have an opportunity to possibly be the premier. We've seen some polls that make it neck and neck and neck. And I think that just goes to show, as you say, that Ford has become largely unpalatable, an experiment that sort of went wrong in shaking up politics. And the Ontario NDP has been MIA. So the Liberals are rebounding quite quickly, actually. Okay. I mean, that's one account of things. By the way, who's the other person? They're on the clock. It's like 36 minutes to D-Day or zero hour. Who is that? There's some article uh, about Brenda Hollingsworth, a lawyer here in Ottawa. I I don't think uh, one of the name brand candidates, but it'll it'll make six in the, the running. Oh, okay. Uh, Brenda Hollingsworth. But you got to put up a hundred grand. Now, is that refundable? I don't think so. No, you've got to find the money, and fundraising in this race is definitely a, a tough thing to do. I think that we saw some reports about all the candidates. Uh, I think Stephen Del Duca raising uh, mid-250K or so, Michael Coteau shortly behind. A lot of the candidates are raising, you know, in the, the early hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, they're rebuilding these uh, leadership efforts, and I think they've got to take it one donation at a time and go around and attract people because they've got a lot of work to do to rebuild the party thereafter, and that's an expensive All right, again with Shane McKenzie, Liberal consultant with Onsite Canada. So, you know, we're talking big money because the Liberals uh, in the last election, just a year and a half ago, uh, 
I guess they spent something or they borrowed anyway, $10 million, uh, according to some accounts. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's somewhere in the range of, I think, $9.3 million, according to some uh, commentating on this. And that is a lot of work, and they are going to have a lot of work to do to uh, pay that off. Uh, and it's going to be tough going into the next campaign. But, uh, again, I think expectations being low is not a terrible place to be. We often see the challenger party uh, do surprisingly well, and people like to see uh, parties that are, are working hard. And, yeah, sometimes that means taking a, a cheaper bus. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I get it. Instead of having like two planes, as our current prime minister did. So they've got a depleted war chest. But uh, I guess if it comes to ideas or other things that would gain traction, uh, there's a surfeit of those, I'm sure. What would they be? Where would you gain traction where you think perhaps Doug Ford or Andrea Horvath might be vulnerable? Well, I don't think anyone sees either Andrea Horvath or Doug Ford thinking big at all. They're not thinking about the future of the province, and so you've got candidates able to come out with some interesting proposals. Uh, We've seen Michael Gateau come out and say he wants no transit fares and coming out against Quebec's Bill 21. We've got uh, Stephen Del Duca saying there's going to be gender parity in the Liberal candidates, a bunch of youth candidates. He's got a big vision uh, for where he'd like to take things. Uh, I think Mitzi Hunter is sort of focused on education and skills and and mental health, uh, sort of fitting into her former portfolio and cabinet. Uh, Alvin Tejo has come out with the traditional promise of merging the Catholic and public school boards. Uh, and so that is obviously a big idea that some people have wanted for a long time. And those people may be attracted to a candidate like that. Uh, Kate Graham has been promoting women in politics and bringing some of the regions of Ontario into Queen's Park. So a lot of interesting things that uh, other parties aren't talking about. I don't think we're hearing anything Andrea Horvath particularly has to say at this time. So in terms of progressives in the province, they're willing to listen to Ontario Liberal candidates bringing up new ideas. As to uh, whether or not, you know, the Ford government is uh, handling the big issues, I mean, hallway medicine's a big one, and Christine Elliott had some announcements earlier today in Mississauga where she was saying this is the first of 24 hubs, you know, uh, local uh, health groups, and uh, they're hoping to turn that boat around because it was left, that file, in serious disrepair. Also on GTA Transit, uh, you can't say that's a nothing burger. I mean, that's $28.5 billion. It's an aspirational thing, but uh, Doug Ford was up in Ottawa talking to the Prime Minister on Friday and looking to get funding to the tune of 40%. I mean, those are big ticket items right there, aren't they? They are. Uh, The Doug Ford brand has taken a hit that is going to take a lot of work to turn around. I know he's tried to change the tone in recent days, but he's going to continue to get the criticisms from healthcare groups who are worried about the nurses that have been laid off and and the number of things there. I don't know if he can get a positive brand on files like health. So that is a big challenge where uh, their government has, has really already cemented a pretty deep reputation, which we can see in their approval numbers. Uh, in order to rebound that, they're going to need a bigger shakeup than just, you know, quieting some of the clapping in the, in the chamber. All right, Shane, if you want to talk about getting a deep reputation, 15 years of McGinty and Wynn have beggared the province. We got a, a debt of $330 billion, and the fourth largest line item in the budget is servicing that debt with interest at uh, $1 billion on a monthly basis, which could avail us of a lot of wonderful things, social programs, maybe maybe give the teachers what they want, uh, you know, hallway medicine would be ended and so on. Don't the Liberals have that millstone still? I mean, as long as people still have a collective memory that extends beyond, say, a couple of years, uh, the Liberals still have that uh, reputational damage they have to deal with, don't they? 
I think that uh, we've seen in some interesting polling recently, and this might be a hangover effect of the Trudeau Liberals federally, is that the debt and deficit conversation has been isolated to a smaller group of people who are defending it. A lot more people are looking for investment in order to see services uh, rebounding. And so that is why I think on health, education, the economy and the environment, the big things, as Dalton McKinty used to, to say, getting the big things right, the Liberals probably will have more credibility by coming in and saying, I understand we need to do something uh, about the debt and the deficit, but the, the slash uh, agenda and the cuts, uh, that will unfortunately travel everywhere with Doug Ford throughout his political career. I don't know if you can turn that around after making such serious proposals right out of the gate. It goes to the point of intention. All right, and yet uh, we've got a legacy of spendthrift liberals in the province when we're about to meet economic headwinds. Uh, most economists agree that, you know, it's going to get... Uh, rougher going ahead, choppy waters, uh, is that something that we can assume, that the Liberals would be uh, the better stewards of our economy? Well, uh, I think that uh, the Liberals, uh, just like the, the Conservatives, have starting to do more work to go out and promote. I think we saw at the end of the Kathleen uh, Wynne era, we, we saw a lot of work to go out and promote Ontario as a great place to invest. I think among both parties there, they have far more credibility than, uh, per se, the NDP. And so we're definitely going to see uh, a lot of credibility among people willing to talk about trade and willing to talk about uh, ways that we can prepare for the oncoming challenges, which we are all preparing for. Uh, and that's why you see Doug Ford going up to Ottawa asking for things like 40% investment on various programs. All right. Well, you know, Ontario does send a lot of money to Ottawa, and we'd like to get uh, that returned in kind. But nonetheless, listen, I appreciate your weighing in because, again, the deadline for entering the race is 5 o'clock this afternoon, and we'll see if, in fact, there is that sixth individual. Uh, Shane, you're the ultimate optimist. I'll give you that. Well, thanks very much. Uh, 30 minutes to go, and, and uh, I haven't seen your name on the ticket yet, but we'll continue to watch. <laughs> All right. Good luck. I'm still trying to raise a scratch. I'm at about 99 grand and going. If you can send me 1000 quickly, I'll get in there under the wire. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Shane. No problem, John. Yep. Shane McKenzie, again, Liberal Consultant with Onside Canada. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.